this Big Machine Music City Grand Prix Betting Picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, sí, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Welcome in to another episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. This just in, Max Verstappen is good and will continue to be good until the foreseeable future. I honestly, at this point, Cody, don't know if there's anything that can stop this guy from winning a race. His his dickishness is, is kind of starting to get to me, though. I, I want to just get this out of the way early. Again, we had a pretty pretty decent week here betting on, on F1. Another great race again from second on bat. Like, great races throughout the field, all that stuff. But, like... Max in qualifying, the whole, you know, this, this is horrible. It sucks. I We get it. We get it from all the, the points of view, right? But I heard Connor Daly talking about this, and I think he's got a good point. Like, just everything that he's saying about this, the whole entire team can hear your radio. They put all this work into making you the greatest driver in the history of F1 currently, like all this shit. And, like, you're just talking down to him. I don't know if you heard his uh, uh, the guy that talks to him, but he, he's like, do you want to do you want to set this up? You want to decide how much fuel goes in it, like all that stuff. And it's like, stop being. And then the end of the race, like, well, should we get some pit practice here, guys? Like, like a Red Bull team needs pit practice. Like, come on, Max. I get it's probably boring being 22 seconds in the lead for your 47th World Championship race in a row. I get it, right? But come on, man. Don't be a little bit nicer to these guys that are busting their asses for you to kill everyone every week. Jesus Christ. Well, and listen, I mean, if anybody knows me, they know that the humility that I have towards anything is, is a fault. First of all, because I'm way, way too down on myself for most of the yeah, time, but you're way too nice. I, well, and that's the <laughs> I thing, <can> confirm. <laughs> like, it's just a matter of, you gotta be humble. You, ha- and especially if you're one of the greatest out there now, there are those that will tell you the reason that he's so good is because he's so super competitive and because he's got that edge to him. Okay, but you can straddle that line between yeah. having the competitive edge it. and you've got to find a way to well, be and, appreciative and of what you have. And Lewis so far, Hamilton is the perfect is the go. perfect example mm-hmm. because Lewis is lovable. Everybody loves the guy. He was great, but you love to see it. Like in Max, it's it's hard to like him. Like he's just such an asshole. And I get it, right? That's who he is. It's how he's got there, all that stuff. But like, he's such a dick and so overboard about it. That's like, and like Kyle Bush has had that to a degree in the past, right? And it's it started to change a little bit with him. I think he comes off a little differently now. He, he gets a little fired up on the radio sometimes, but like, just bitching and complaining all the time. And ah, oh, this shit's horrible. And like, and it's like there's guys work putting their life's work into making these cars so fucking good for you, like. But yeah, there's my there's my Max Verstappen soapbox for the week. And and listen, nobody wants to hear you complain that your car is garbage when you're 22 seconds in the lead. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. The comp- the competition doesn't want to hear it. The engineers don't want to hear it. Like, and that's what I loved about his engineer was like, hey Max, listen, yeah, you, you shut do up. It? Like, yeah, yeah. And and it, essentially, is, it's what he was like, shut up. He and just drive. He wouldn't be able to do it because that's what the team's there for. They're the ones who set it up and make it that good. Yeah, he drives the hell out of it, and he's the best in the world right now, yes, but he wouldn't be if they didn't put him in that position. So You want to prove to me that yeah. you're yeah, as good a racer as you are? Go in Jump in Alfa Romeo. Switch with Danny Rick. Yeah, yeah go, <laughs> go in one of those. Yeah, drive Joe Guan Yu's, drive Valtteri Botas's car. Yeah. Go ahead. Good, drive a Williams. Oh, I just want to see it for one race. Switch yes. Danny Rick. 
See what he can do in the Red Bull. See what Max can do in Alpha Tori. Come on, F1. You're out here for entertainment. Give us some entertainment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you really want to prove what good how good of a driver you are, go jump into Williams and win right. from the back of the pack in a Williams. Go ahead. I dare you. Like, I that, like that's it. what it is. But anyways, Max Verstappen wins. Uh, stop me if you heard that one before. But we actually hit a couple of good bets along the way as well. We will get to those, Cody. I feel like it's a decent enough time for a recap of the bets. But before we do... Let me invite you to our Patreon. Yes, not ours, but the Sports Gambling Podcast in general has a Patreon. It's perfect for the diehard DGen. You sign up for the Patreon, you're going to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, with a $1,000 first place prize. Plus, you're going to get a monthly SGP Stories Podcast, which is an ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being dgens even a special discord channel just for you the patrons sports gambling podcast hasn't always will give out all of our picks for free but the patreon is a great way to support the network and of course more importantly fight back against corporate gambling find all the information for this sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon that's sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon and, and really, just to, just to put a, a bow on this entire Max Verstappen thing, this is what happens. You, your true character starts to show when you have as much success as a guy like him has, right? Michael Jordan was on top of the world. There was cracks in his armor, too, when he was on top. LeBron James, uh, you know, you talk about all the great ones in their sports. When it starts to get Barry Bonds, even to a certain extent, you started to see the flaws in his character. You see whether what kind of a person you are when you things are easy for you you know what i'm saying like that's what we're starting to see right now at a max and so as much as we say enjoy this because it's it's a once in a generational type of a thing to watch a guy like this dominate in such fashion but again proving that we're all human and that success goes to your head this is the downside of winning as much as he's winning so we're we're praising what he's doing on the track but it's also becoming less fun because the guy doing it is making it that way. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't say it better myself. So, uh, all right. Well, let's recap the bets that we did uh, make over the, the course of the Belgian Grand Prix last week, despite uh, all of the all of what's coming out of it. Didn't even really expect to take that turn when we started, but uh, here we are. Yeah, yeah we, that was not rehearsed, just kind of how it, how it went, but here we are. All right, I started off with the Ferrari double points day, minus 136. I said all those nice, wonderful things about Ferrari, and then Carlos Sainz get wings gets wing damage on like turn of the first corner, and uh, did not finish the race. Not classified, unfortunately. This one did not hit. But Rod, you went in a similar fashion in the sprint. And I yours did. did hit. I did. I went Ferrari double points in the sprint race at plus two twenty five, and of course, as we said, the points in that one uh, are condensed, but. Didn't matter because Carlos Sainz and uh, and uh, Charles Leclerc finished in the points, both of them in the sprint as well. Uh, great, great cash there. I mean, look, it was it was going to be a little hairy for me at first because I thought, well, anything can come get these, just kind of like it happened in the actual race. But uh, good on Ferrari to be able to to not only qualify well but to finish uh, inside the points in the sprint race, um, which of course, as we know, <laughs> Max won that one too uh, as well. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had Ricardo uh, to finish in the points, plus 400. He finished 10th in the sprint race, so I was very excited. I thought, okay, here we go, uh, but not so much. 16th in the in the main race. I got my Ricardo bets out of the way. Fine, I'll change it up next week. I still feel like it was good value. Thought maybe he'd pull something off, but obviously still some work to do with the with the rest with the AlphaTauri with him getting comfortable being in the car. Got the summer break here now. Maybe get some some simulator time in, get some practice and and is able to pull it off here in the in the next couple of races but uh, unfortunately this one did not hit this week. Yeah, and really what's frustrating too about that is like you said he did finish 10th. He had some speed uh as far as as when he was in the sprint race and qualifying too kind of, you know, for for Ricardo was it was disappointing because he qualified in 19th and just kind of hung around the back as well. So, um just frustrating day overall. I I would have still placed that bet. It was a feel good one at 4 to 1 for sure. Uh, so I definitely uh, would have taken that. Um, all right. I had the sprint, the winning margin for the sprint as eight <sighs> seconds. 
Bad beat on this one. Hey, Cody, I am so unhappy with this. Eight or eight or nine caution laps to start it out behind the safety car. If it wouldn't have been for that, if we'd have had two more laps, maybe just one more lap over four mile track, Max was easily putting them, you know, in the distance and just didn't didn't have to push because he didn't have to. If this would have been a full under the you know under normal conditions race. Easily would have hit this at plus one seventy five. Oh, this yeah. is just a bad beat on this one because it was it was definitely the right analysis, the right call, just didn't pan out based on the circumstances. Yeah, if that green flag would have dropped in in the first part of it, then this would have been easy because he. I mean, even still, they ran eleven total laps of this right, and it was a six, almost a seven second. It was six point six seven seven second uh, win by Verstappen over Piastri. So. I mean, listen. He would he could have gained a, a, a second and a half in easy a lap. Yep, yep, yeah. And shout out to Piastri, second place in the in the sprint race. The race didn't go as good for him, but uh, he's been qualified well again. He's really been showing up. It's all this promise on this kid coming into the season. It's looking like that it might be he might be the real deal. So uh, going to be a guy that I think we'll be talking about for a long time. I had the winning margin over fifteen and a half seconds in the race. Minus 125, easy peasy, 22-second win. As as Max asks if they need pit stop practice at the end, I'm screaming, don't I do it. I was going to say, how no, pissed were you at that point? Don't, don't pit, please. <laughs> uh, which is, on a different bet, it might have worked out better for me if you did. But this one did cash uh, at minus 125. So, again, if Max is going to win all these races, Max is going to blow these races out and make – the, the race for the win, quote-unquote boring, as some fans will tell you. Uh, you've got to find ways to build your card around Max winning. That's what we did here. Cash this one easily wasn't even really ever in question. Well, now, oh, let's, well, let's, yeah. Early on in the race yeah. a little bit, because I was like, God, is he ever going to catch Checo? He's just, like, taking his time. He's, like, lollygagging. It's like it's like a kid playing, like, a, a, a cat playing with the mouse, right? Like, it's... It's got it. It's hanging out. It hasn't quite killed it. It's just like tossing it around. It's like, just kill it and eat it already. Jesus Christ, Max. What are you doing? <laughs> well, and then not just that too, but like it, it it took a little while to get it to 15 seconds. Like it was, it yeah. was, he was just kind yeah, of managing. Just, yeah. He didn't quite. Yeah. Metal pedal to the metal. And then they were talking about how they, they kept telling him to, to manage his tires too. And so I'm like, well, man, it's shit. Get the lead. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I mean, at, at first I was like, I mean, I knew it wasn't ever in question, but it was like, when is he going to get there? Because right. yeah, he started to get there, get there, get there. And then finally, by the end of the race, he was just like, you know, and then, and then of course he starts toying around. Oh, yeah. maybe I'll make a pit stop. Get some pit practice. Like, no, they don't need any fucking practice. No, they don't need <laughs> practice, buddy. Uh, they don't. Well, I gave you the number of race leaders in this to be two. And guess how many race leaders there were? Ding, ding, ding. Two. Two. I love it. Uh, yeah, and boy, I tell you, when we gave this out, obviously this was before all of the qualifying nonsense. This was before the grid penalty for Verstappen. So we said that the way that this was going to happen was whether a, a pit cycle would have gone crazy. Now, if Max started this from the pole, there's only one leader. Like, I yeah. guarantee you right now there's only one leader. But yeah. it was lucky that he got the pit grid, uh, the grid penalty because that means he had to start from the back of the pack. That means somebody else is going to lead the first lap. That means he ended up taking over the lead. Luckily, Checo didn't try to pit and give the lead to somebody else uh, in that yeah. span. Well, and luckily, Leclerc didn't lead the first lap, and then Checo passed him. Mm -hmm. uh, Checo just got him early on that first lap. Then he led. So, yeah, this one's for you. Very nice call. Obviously, at the time we recorded last week, we didn't know about the max grid penalty. He still qualified fastest. Surprise. Uh, but, yeah, it uh, ended up working out pretty well for you. Two to one, good call. I know. I, I love that. I don't know that I'll ever hit that one again, so that one's retired. I'm never going to make that bet again. Uh, unless <laughs> right. one is Bad at a good thousand. price. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll put the bat down and walk away. Uh, I also obviously threw in the fastest pit stop as Red Bull. Damn you, Ferrari. How are you going to bust up with a 2.19? Well, you know, if, we, if they'd have got some pit practice, Rod. Uh, I, you know, and that's... So, listen... <laughs> because this is how intertwined our bets were. I was like, do it, do it, do it, because I was not sure. I mean, Red Bull had a 2.24 second stop, right, which was the second fastest, Ferrari 2.19. But I was like, do it, do it, because of two two reasons. One, I wanted the chance at the pit stop there, uh, but then also 
because we needed a fastest lap. We'll, we'll get that in a second. Bet. Yeah. But yeah, I will say I... that Sergio Perez, once again, owns the fastest Red Bull pit stop. Those guys, I don't know what it is about Verstappen. Well, see, and that's what Max, he, he's trying to be like, he's trying to get his crew to be like Checos. And uh, you guys need some more practice. Yeah. You're not performing at the level of Checos crew. Shut I'm surprised up, he hasn't made him switch. Switch crew guys, you know, because it doesn't matter. Check. Well, I know it doesn't matter, but now. Max goes in there, lays down the law. That's you true. Tell Max. No, I mean, you know, that's true. That's true. But yeah, your next bet was what could have used yeah. one more pit stop. Oh, this is where it, it bit me because fastest qualifier, fastest lap, win the race plus 160. Easy day, right? He's fastest qualifier. He, he's got the fastest lap. He's obviously going to win the race. And then my guy, Lewis Hamilton, decides, I got enough of a cushion here. I'll pit, set the fastest lap. And I'm screaming, no, no, Lewis, don't do it. Please don't do this to me. And he does. Uh, and unfortunately, did not catch this one, plus 160. Also, I had uh, Russell to finish top two, plus 800. Just, again, we're just kind of tossing out some long shots every week. Hope you get the right guy because once they qualify fast, the number drops so quickly. Was not Russell's day, unfortunately. Uh, ended up sixth, a respectable finish, but unfortunately sixth, not in the top two. Red Bull sweeps the top two again. Checo's looking better uh, after after a little bit of a lull there. And uh, yeah, we're back to the, the Red Bull one, two days. Yeah, we are. Uh, weather screwed us nine ways to Sunday and on Sunday, in fact. So kind of kind of killed some of these bets. Although I did have Perez as that boosted uh, 14 to one. I mean, which, hey, you finished second, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, Max has to start fifth after the grid penalty. He he takes a wing damage. Yeah. You Things know? are much, much different. And, and Checo is going to walk away with that win easily. Mm -hmm. that, so that, 14 to one. It was a great call. It didn't cash. Doesn't again. Just because a bet doesn't cash doesn't mean it's a bad bet. This was a good bet by you, Rob. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, anything could have happened in front of Max at that point, and, and he could have gotten collected in at like signs, but he didn't, uh, unfortunately, for us on that one. Uh, and then we did, oh, Jesus Christ, another one that Hamilton <laughs> screwed <one>. us. <laughs> Max to win by 10 seconds. Yes, that happened. Uh, and set the fastest lap. I mean, listen, Hamilton did it had, on the last it, the damn lap. lap. Yeah. The last with, damn lap. With man. two to go, Max had that purple clock. It mm -hmm. hadn't moved off of him much throughout the day. He was going to get it. Damn yep. it, Lewis. Yep. Killing us. Screwed us on that one. Uh, and then we got screwed out of this one, too, because Max never even turned a single lap in FP1. So, But he did <sighs> win the qualifying. He did win the shootout. He did win the sprint. And he did win the race. The only thing he didn't complete in this part of the leg was the free practice because... Rain screwed him out of that. So uh, frustrating to lose that bet because of the weather. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you right now, all the other legs hit. All he needed to do is be fastest in FP1, and he couldn't didn't even get a chance to get out there on the track for it. So frustrating. Yep. Unfortunate, but uh, not, the, not the best week in F1 betting this week for us. But uh, we've been having a pretty good season so far. You win some, you lose some. That's how it goes. A long break now. Unfortunately, the summer break, we've got almost a month off. Luckily for us, though, Rod, we got some IndyCar to fill in the gaps. Talk about that next. Hell yeah, we will. Look at you already teasing. All right, fine. We'll talk about that next. But I want to talk to you first about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. It's also available in a ton of markets as well. Plus, you got plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And, of course, as we know now, NASCAR is represented in Underdog Pick'em as well. So make sure to do that and make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4 while you're at it first place gonna get three million dollars you want in on the action head over to underdogfantasy.com use the promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn so now we just need to lean on underdog to give us f1 and indycar pick them and we'll be complete one f1 gets sprinkled in there they had uh qualifying in there this past week so I don't. I never saw. I forgot to check back and see if they had race stuff later on in the week, but did have did have some F one in there. So keep your eye on that. And that's just it's all lumped in with the racing part of things. I've yet to see IndyCar on there yet. So obviously we need to work on that. IndyCar DFS is what I'm dying to get. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be hounding DraftKings this season, this off season. 
please give us IndyCar DFS. That would be so much fun. I think that that would call for the creation of the official IndyCar Gambling Podcast. We'd have to talk about that every week. So uh, hopefully, if you write your local DFS representative and uh, make sure we get that added next year. Hey, all it takes is for us to say, listen, there's a market for it, and we'll be on it. Uh, so while the F1 guys are on their long summer break preparing for the Dutch Grand Prix where, oh, yeah, it's a home track for Max Verstappen, uh, we move now to the streets of Nashville as we get ready for the Nashville Grand Prix, the big machine Music City Grand Prix over there on the streets of Nashville. And let me tell you, I have been to Nashville. I have lived within an hour of that beautiful city. It is gorgeous watching these indie cars race around Nashville over the bridge. I mean, I'm telling you that this, this is a fantastic race to watch. If you've never watched Indy, if you still reluctantly have been kind of not really paying attention to this, but now you're stumbling on it for the first time and you haven't watched Nashville, go watch Nashville. It's beautiful Beautiful city, beautiful race, and uh, we've got a lot uh, of opportunity. There's only been two races on the street course in Nashville, so um, we're, we're in for a treat again, uh, and the first couple have been great races. Yeah, absolutely. They've been good. Not not a ton of passing opportunities at this track, um, but it's still been exciting racing. It's always fun to watch them race through the streets in these races, just like in F1. You see all this this scenery. We saw it with NASCAR this year, raced on Chicago. How cool was that? Uh, it is always a lot of fun to watch. There are a couple of news pieces quick to get into with IndyCar. Um, unfortunately, Simon Pagano still not cleared to race after that wreck at Mid-Ohio earlier this year. Again, thinking about him, hoping that he continues to heal and get better and we'll be able to see him in the car before the end of this year, hopefully. Maybe even next week for the race. We'll see. Obviously, that's up to the medical uh, personnel, up to Pagano and how he's feeling as well. Uh, this does give an opportunity, though, for the 2022 Indy NXT champion, uh, which is is the, again, if you're listening to this on the NASCAR pod, you're not really aware. Basically, the Xfinity series of IndyCar, right? It's their, it's their Indy Lights, it used to be called. They've changed the name to Indy Next or Indy NXT. Um, and so the champion from last year, Linus Lundquist, he is going to make uh, his IndyCar debut driving in that 60 car. So op a good opportunity to, to highlight the champion from their lower series, get him an opportunity in, um, in IndyCar. So he'll be making his first start this weekend. And then also IndyCar announced this week that uh, starting in 2024, which will be next season, Nashville is going to be the finale race uh, from now on. Or, well, no, but I mean, for, you know, they're going to change the finale race over to uh to nashville which it's uh currently been held at uh, oh gosh where has it been uh, i'm drawing a blank on that but it is being changed anyways <laughs> that and that's gonna be fun because again uh, the weather in nashville uh, around the end of the indycar series is not really all that bad so i, I think it's gonna be it's not hopefully it's not going to be a bad a bad weather day like we've seen several times and over Laguna Seca, Laguna is where Seca it's yeah. been in the past yeah which can be a uh, I heard Connor Daly was talking about this right Laguna Seca it's kind of a you know sip your wine and hang out with your rich friends type of place Nashville's a party town like you go to Nashville to party to end the IndyCar series there now Paloa's in a way kind of run away with the championship race at this point at least and likely is going to win comfortably. But if you go back just to last season, I believe going into that last race at Laguna Seca, eight different drivers could have won the title that year, that day. IndyCar continues to be, most years, the champion is not decided until that last race. You're going to put that on, on in Nashville with the party that can go on around it. That's going to be great for years to come. So pretty awesome for uh, for the Nashville street course to, to get that opportunity. Uh, Starting next year, even or as early as as next year. Country music blaring on every radio in the whole city. So yeah, definitely fun. And yeah, Laguna Seca. I mean, listen, it's it's hoity toity. It's yeah. Monterey, <laughs> right? You you love you some Monterey. I love Monterey. Uh, honestly, it's it's so God, it's so gorgeous. I said that if there was any other place in California I'd want to live, it'd be Monterey. So I can understand why. Uh, first of all, they don't want to have the finale there because it's not necessarily that big of a deal. So, yeah, Nashville party. But we get to see it this week, and so that's the super exciting part 
uh, of this whole thing. So uh, it is, of course, as we talked about, the streets of Nashville. It will be 80 laps around this 2.170-mile street course. Uh, man, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm excited because every time I see all, this, all the places that I used to go uh, on this, it was always a, a blast to watch. So uh, cannot wait for this to happen. Uh, I am trying to get to the actual track configuration for this because I'm, I'm trying to see what it looks like. If uh, if we could pull it up too, uh, uh, yep. I'm trying to do that. See, we don't. We should. We should plan ahead for these things. But well, okay. this part, this part, we don't. Uh, oh, this looks like a. It's like a ladle or a uh, the little thing you put the Easter eggs in to dip it in the. Oh, it's the dipper. It's the, the little dipper. Yeah, it is. It is the little dipper, basically. There we go. That that's that is totally the little dipper right there, or the big dipper, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. I don't know, but it is. Yeah, you're right. It's a ladle. Dipper. This is a gigantic ladle. How crazy of a course it is, though, when you look at it from the sky, because that that handle has got two long straightaways from 16 to 17, and then 11 uh, from turn one to turn 11. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. And then, of course, it goes around the city through six and 11. So, um, a lot of craziness to be had in there. That's that's a lot of fun. Looks like yeah. it's going to be good it again. Is, it, yeah, and I mean, there's a little bit of everything in the circuit, right? You've got the long straightaways going either way. Then when you're up at the at the top of the handle, right, it's a bunch of small technical turns, and then you you kind of get over to the the big dipper part of it, and you got just ninety degree turns, a little jag in there between you know turn one and turn two after the start finish line. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty pretty fun circuit. I'm excited to watch a, another good race there. 173 miles, 173.6 miles in this race, 80 laps. So we are set for them, Cody. Let's say we get into some bets. Let's get into some bets, Rod. I'm going to start us off. Scott McLaughlin, big on him this week. I'm going to take him to be a top five finisher. It's a minus 120 at Caesars, juiced up just a little bit, but you only pay the juice if you lose. Uh, I feel, I'm feeling Scotty Mack this week. I feel like it's going to be a good week for him. He is, uh, I believe, the third favorite on most odds awards, third or fourth, somewhere in there. Um, fifth and second place uh, in the you know at Iowa a couple weekends ago. So nice, solid momentum. Obviously, not comparable tracks being a short track oval in a big street course, right? But got the momentum he's riding off of a couple of good finishes. He's got four top six finishes in a row. Uh, when you look back at street courses earlier this season, sixth place at Toronto, seventh place at Detroit in the two most recent street courses we've had. He did win at Barber uh, earlier this season. Of course, not a street course, but a road course. He's got the ability to get those wins. And he did finish second in this race last year to... I believe Scott Dixon won this race last year. So second place for Scotty Mack last year. I think he's easily going to be in the top five at minus 120. I think that's a good bet. Speaking of Scotty Dixon, I'll take him as a top three car at plus money, plus 160 over there on Caesars for uh, Scott Dixon to be a, a top three car. Now, I, I tell you, it's, it's crazy because we're talking about a disappointing season for a guy that's finished outside of the top 10 only once this season but of course scott dixon wants to win every single race as does everybody but scott dixon's used to winning a lot of races in his career so uh for him to not have a win this season is is kind of crazy but uh again a top three finish for scott dixon is i think within the realm of possibility the two times they've run this street course here in nashville he has finishes of second place and first place which again if you're counting that is two top three finishes uh he led 15 laps into this race last season after starting 14th. Found his way from the back. A great run for him there. St. Petersburg to start the season. He finished third. Turned around at Long Beach with mechanical errors, so he only finished uh, 27th, but he did start inside the top five at Long Beach. Detroit, he had a fourth-place finish uh, as well, so some street courses there. Good success inside, if not just outside of the top three in all of those. And the fact that you're getting plus money for him right now uh, I definitely would take that. Uh, a couple of sixth-place finishes for him uh, at both Iowa races, but fourth place in Toronto the week before that. Second place at Mid-Ohio. No, that's an oval, but still uh, managing to finish inside the top two. Fourth place at Elkhart Lake. Like I said, fourth place at Detroit. So just circling the drain of that third-place finish, I think, like I said, on a track in which he's won and come in second place, I think a third-place finish for him is well within his realm of possibility. 
So give me that at plus 160 for Dixon as a top three finisher. Yeah, I like it. No arguments from me here. Next up for me, Rod Stoll again. It's been the been the theme of the week. If you've listened to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, Rod beat the document again. Stole the I found this bet, and I'm like, oh, my God. I love, And I go to enter it. Rod had it, so he'll cover that one in a minute. But one of my favorite bets on the weekend that Rod came up with. Uh, so instead, I'm just going to go to Mr. Consistent here. Alex Pillow, minus 120 for a top three finish, Rod. I know he's on a three-race win the streak, the longest of his career it would seem like at this point. But things have been good for Alex Pillow lately. Um, he did get a third-place finish at Iowa, even on an oval. But he has been the king before his third and eighth-place finishes at Iowa. Second place at Toronto. Prior to that, he had three wins in a row. Mid-Ohio, Road America, and Detroit. He's got seven top ten finishes this year. Third place here last year, but he did lead 31 laps in the race. Uh, and both trips to Nashville here, he started third and fourth. If you're going to tell me he has an average of a 3.5 starting position going into this weekend, and all he has to do is finish in the top three to cash this bet, yes, please. It's been a Pelot season. He has been the most consistent driver by far, leads the championship standings by a lot. He continues to prove. We saw it Toronto, right, the last street race we were on. Had the wing problem and everything, still comes in second place. Just has a hell of a day. Uh, so love Alex Pillow just to finish on the podium. Only minus 120. You're hardly paying any juice for him just to finish on the podium. Uh, almost, you could almost argue his his win odds should be close to this, Rod, but they're not. So give me Alex Pillow to finish on the podium. Minus 120 over on Caesars. Yeah, and again, for Pelot, it's it's a Max Verstappen type of a deal. You you pretty much just can bet on him to do things, and he's probably going to get it done. Obviously, it doesn't happen every single week, but it's a better bet to bet on it if he does than to miss out if he doesn't. So I love this Pelot, especially just a podium finish for that. Uh, we'll take it. Uh, all right, the one I stole from Cody is the one I like when I dug down a little bit deeper in the groups here in Caesars. I found Felix Rosenquist as the winner of Group E on this one. This is at plus 260. He's not the favorite even to win this group uh, over on Caesars. It consists of uh, Lungard, Grosjean, and VK. So that is the driver group there along with Rosenquist at uh, plus 260. Um, for Felix Rosenquist on this track in particular, uh, he has been very good. Eighth place finish and a seventh place finish. That's two top 10 finishes for Rosenquist. He did start fourth in 2021 to finish eighth, but he came up from 15th position uh, in 2022 to finish seventh. And, and just as Cody said, um, you know, it's tough to move up on this track. So uh, you got to respect him for being able to do that. Not a good showing in St. Petersburg. He did start eighth and retired in 19th. Uh, turned around, though, in Long Beach and finished seventh, which was a good one for him there. Detroit, he finished third. Toronto, he had a 10th place finish uh, in that. So great finishes for him there. You look at some of the other guys on this track, uh, or, uh, that, or in this group, rather. Uh, Christian Lungard, he had a 9th place finish at St. Petersburg. That's fine. 14th at Long Beach, though. Um, turned around to Detroit with a 16th place finish. He won Toronto. That's going to scare you a little bit. But, but since then, he had a 20th place finish at Iowa and a 13th place finish in the second Iowa race. So um, if he can rekindle that street racing thing, that would be the only one that I'm a little bit scared of. But other than that, I'm not necessarily all that scared. Uh, for Romain Grosjean, 18th place at St. Petersburg. Now, look, he started on the pole, right? But he got, after 31 laps led, he crashed out of that race, only completed 71 laps, so didn't get a good finish there. He did finish second in Long Beach. Again, that's a good finish, second in Birmingham. But since then, 11th place at Indy GP, 30th at Indianapolis, 24th at Detroit, 25th at Elkhart Late, 13th at Mid-Ohio, 22nd at Toronto, and a couple of decent finishes in Iowa, 11th and 12th, but that is an oval, of course. Renus VK, I don't even know why he's in this. Like, honestly, his average finish this year is 15.8. He finished 21st at St. Petersburg, 26th at Long Beach, 18th at Detroit, 13th at Toronto, not even in the same class as these guys. Look at what uh, Grosjean's done in Nashville. Two 16th place finishes. VK, a 24th and a 12th place finish. Uh, and then for Lungard here, he has one 8th place finish. So, all that to say, 
I think Felix, Felix Rosenquist is going to have a fine finish here. I think he's going to finish better than all these guys at plus 260. Yeah, I absolutely love this bet. Rosenquist is just, he he's the guy who's the most consistent out of this, right? Coming off a fourth place finish of that second Iowa race, should have finished second if it hadn't been for that late caution. Uh, so he's got the momentum coming into it. But you go back and you look at the street courses we've been on. Toronto, a 10th place finish. Not the best thing ever, but a nice, solid finish. Third at Detroit. He landed on the podium there. Seventh at Long Beach. I will take that. 19th at St. Pete to open the season, but that was a long time ago at this point. These other guys have just not been that consistent. Uh, Grosjean cannot stay out of his own way. Again, if you're from the NASCAR pod, Josh Berry, or well, a little bit of Josh Berry, but think Sheldon Creed, you know, think uh, Ty Majeski, like these guys who just get in their own way despite having fast cars. Lundgaard, he's on there because he won Toronto. That's great. That's awesome. That's cool. Is he going to win this week? He's not going to win this week. And he's being way over overpriced, underpriced, whatever you want to call it, because of that win. It's a great story. It's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for him. Don't expect to see that again this week. Um, and then VK, again, I like you said, why he's in this group, I'm not exactly sure. But love, love, love Rosenquist to win this group. Plus 260 was going to be my bet before Rod beat me to it, unfortunately. So uh, tail Rod on this one because I love this one. Next up for me, going to go back into the plus money well here also. Give me Marcus Erickson over Kyle Kirkwood, plus 115 over on Caesars. Um, again, this is just who's been more consistent for me, right? And it's easily Marcus Erickson. Nine top 10 finishes this season for Erickson. Kyle Kirkwood, he's got that one flashy win at Long Beach again, much like Lungard. Oh, he, he, won a, he won a street curse, a, a street circuit. How could he not? But he's only got four top 10 finishes on this season. You go back and you look at what they've done. Erickson won St. Pete to open up the season. Third place at Long Beach in that race where Kirkwood won. Ninth at Detroit. Eleventh at Toronto. Again, you know, two podiums out of the four street courses we've been on. Two decent finishes in the last two we've been. But for Kirkwood, fifteenth uh, at St. Pete. Again, he won at Long Beach and a sixth at Detroit. Also good finishes. Fifteenth at Toronto as well, though. So he's got those two not as good finishes and just overall in the season. You lump the road courses in there. You lump the ovals in there. Nine top tens for Erickson, continually giving you good finishes. Think Austin Hill. Think Kevin Harvick. Going to just deliver you a good, solid week. Week in and week out, Kirkwood, he's had the flash, right? And, oh, wow, he won at Long Beach. It was a great run. Had a couple of pretty decent runs, but only four top ten finishes on the year. And Erickson is the underdog in this matchup, which is even more surprising in the Chip Ganassi Honda. Plus 115 uh, over on Caesars. Give me Marcus Erickson over Kyle Kirkwood. I will definitely back you on that one because I've got more to say about him coming up. Uh, so I will definitely, like I said, I love this one, especially at Plus Money. It's it's, it's such an easy pet to make. Um, all right, well, I'm going to uh, pick my winning manufacturer here. Uh, and I'd say it's going to be Honda. Honda is pretty much juiced at minus 155, but... This is probably one of those safer ones that you can make. Uh, I got I got a fun fun little fun stat for you. Honda never lost a race at Nashville, Rob. No, they have not. That that's exactly yeah. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm getting at too. Uh, Honda won at St. Petersburg. Uh, Honda won at Long Beach. Honda won at Detroit. Honda won at Toronto. All of those are the street races that we talk about having there. And just like Cody said, Honda has never lost here. Uh, at Michigan International Speedway in the IndyCar Series because the two drivers that have won here on this track have both been Hondas. So uh, definitely going to back them on this one. But not just that, right? I'm Marcus Erickson won in 2021 uh, as a Honda. But in that race, Honda dominated the top seven in that. And actually, if you go to ninth, eight of nine, the only Chevy to finish inside the top nine was Felix Rosenquist in seventh place. So Honda dominated this track last year, or two years ago, rather, last year. Yes, they won. Scott Dixon put his car uh, in victory lane as a Honda, and then it was Scott McLaughlin as a Chevy. But after that, it was uh, a run of three Hondas right after that in Pelot, Rossi, and Herta. So Honda's been really damn good 
on this track in particular. And just like you said, uh, they haven't lost a race here in Nashville on the street course. But, you know, like I said, more than that, they've dominated street courses at all this year. So at minus 155, Cody always says you only pay the juice if you lose. I don't think you're going to lose on this one because I think there's going to be a Honda at the, the top of the charts here for this, uh, whether it's, you know, any one of them that we're going to give you here in a little bit. But, yeah, I, I truly think that there will be a Honda in victory lane at the end of this at the top of the podium, minus 155 on Caesars. Yeah, I think that it. Yeah, it's hard, real hard to bet against this. I mean, the way that Palo just Palo alone, I mean, really, really gives you the best opportunity at this. But uh, we've even seen some speed from the Andretti Autosport cars uh, on these these street courses in particular. Uh, I think that uh, that Honda is probably the way to go on this. Juiced up a little bit, but like you said, only pay the juice if you lose. And I don't think we're going to lose. So, uh, all right. We're going to give you some winners because these guys aren't going to lose because they're going to end up winning. Uh, but we'll give you some winners bets here in a second. But we got to introduce you to one of our favorite shows and our favorite couples in the whole Sports Gambling Podcast Network world. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. So the winner of the NASCAR race in Nashville gets a fabulously beautiful guitar. So um, the, na- the NASCAR race? The- the NASCAR. Oh yeah, it is the NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where I see where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, and I and I hope I hope that at some point Indy gives like beautiful guitars or like gold cowboy boots or something. I don't know some some sort of maybe I mean, it's got to be hat. some type of of Nashville music scene. I mean that's the it's the home of country, right? So you gotta you gotta have some type of related item like that yeah well we'll see but uh whoever's gonna hoist that at the end of it uh then then we're gonna pick that person so as we always do let's pick some winners boy that was a terrible transition i need to go back to school <laughs> sorry guys i think you're fine rod sorry but guys alex below four to one on DraftKings. are you kidding me rod this is i'm not gonna say he's max verstappen of indycar just yet but the way he's been running this year, four to one, I can't believe it. Give me Alex Pillow, four to one over on DraftKings. Uh, again, we don't like to just give out the favorites every week, but it's been a pretty solid strategy in IndyCar here lately. We hit on Joseph Newgarden, both races at, at Iowa, giving him out to win those. And, and at four to one, it's not you're not it's not a plus one fifty like New like uh, Newgarden was. It's not. I, I could not believe that this was four to one, to be completely honest with you. I, I've already read off what he's done this year, all the wins he's got this season. He has been tearing it up. He's been consistent. He finds his way up front. He's won three of the last four road course slash street courses we've been on. Probably could have been all four at Toronto if Lundgaard almost ran out of gas at the end there. If he didn't have the wing damage, he might have run him down. Whatever the case might have been. Polo is consistently good. I already said he's easily going to be on the podium. I already said he likes to start average of 3.5 in the two races at Nashville. If he's starting up near the front, if he's going to be on the podium. He can win this race. He's the favorite for good reason, but he's way, way lower price than I thought he would be or higher price, whatever way you want to you want to look at it. But four to one, I really thought it would be more like a plus 150, plus 200 maybe, four to one on DraftKings. Give me Alex Pillow to win this race. And then my insurance pick, Scott McLaughlin. He's my guy, one of my favorite guys to bet on in IndyCar. Going to take him. I'm feeling him this week, plus 750. Talked about him earlier for that top five finish. Um, finished second place in this race last year to Scott Dixon. I think that Scotty Mack can get it done this week. He's got that win earlier this season at Barber. I think we see another win from Scott McLaughlin this weekend. 
I love both of those. And of course, Polo, like we said, it's just you got to bet on him to win because he's probably going to do it. And if not, this is why we give you the insurance plays. By the way, as uh, you were laying out your bets, Cody, I was looking. I'm a little disappointed. There is no special trophy for the winner of this race. It's just your humdrum normal winner's trophy. It's huge, but it's definitely not uh, not a fun one. So oh, fix that, mind. Nashville. I don't want to win the race now. I don't want to win it either. Uh, but you know who I want to win the race if I can't? Oh, since I you, stole my, you stole my original long shot pick too, Rod. Jeez. Thank you very much, Marcus Erickson. Why? Because he did this two years ago. He's definitely a past race winner on this configuration of this track. Like I said, uh, one in 2021. Had a gearbox problem that took him out of uh, contention to win. He finished 14th in last year's race, but I'm telling you right now, this season, Marcus Erickson already has the one win, uh, and that was at St. Petersburg. That was the very first street race of the season. He won that one, turned around, finished third in Long Beach, finished ninth in Detroit, so not really a great day uh, uh, as far as being able to win the race, but still a pretty decent finish there. And then 11th place in Toronto uh, in the last street race that we did. A 4th place finish at Iowa, a ninth place finish at Iowa. So some solid runs. But I think what really stands out, obviously, is the fact that he's already won on this track once and the simple fact that he won the opening race to uh, of the season, which was a street race. And the fact that you're getting him at 14-1 to 1 here makes this all the more better at DraftKings. You can find him at 14 to one. So snatch that up. I, I really truly believe that if there's anybody that can come out as a dark horse right now, that is Marcus Erickson. Uh, because again, like we said, it's, it has not been a season in which, I mean, he came out strong and then sort of faded, ran well right inside the top 10 for a good stretch there. Uh, and then, and then sort of had a falling out at mid Ohio after you crashed. Um, but He's been in and around the front of the pack, right? And that's all it takes sometimes for you to be able to win uh, a race. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Marcus Erickson at 14 to 1 as my long shot winner over there on DraftKings. I know you're still newer to to IndyCar and betting on it, Rod, but uh I love it. You're doing a great job. Love this bet. I think that Marcus Erickson at 14 to 1 is amazing value. I think you've definitely got to get in on that. Uh, again, you take Pelot assuming he's going to win this, but we know they run the race for a reason. Things can happen. A guy like Erickson can win this race. A guy like Scotty Mack can win this race. I think they are all good bets. And uh, again, you, you spread it out pro appropriately. You're going to have a solid day if one of these guys hits. And uh, I think that's going to be the case this weekend. I concur. Well, then let's uh, help you get those card sets. Get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over our bets for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix IndyCar style Cody started you off with Scotty Mack as a top five car at minus 120 over on Caesars. I gave you Scott Dixon as a top three car at plus 160. Cody said that uh, Alex Pillow was going to be a top three car at minus 120 on Caesars. I said Felix Rosenquist would be the winner of Group E on Caesars, including Christian Lungard, uh, Romain Gorjan, and uh, Renus VK over there on Caesars. And then Cody gave you, uh, er that's Erickson? That's Erickson over Kirkwood. <laughs> it's, uh, er Eric Don <laughs> over Kirkwood. Yeah. It's, uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Spell check. Marcus Erickson over Christian Kirkwood at plus 115. <laughs> I gave you the winning manufacturer. It doesn't matter. I already read it. I know what you mean. Uh, winning manufacturer as Honda at minus one. If only you guys could see the doc as we're doing this. At minus Every time I try to type his name, it <laughs> autocorrects to something different. <laughs> I gave you the winning manufacturer as Honda at minus 155. Cody said Alex Polo at 4-1 to one on DraftKings was going to win. Followed that up with Scotty Mack at 7.5-1 to one on DraftKings as the insurance bet. My insurance bet, of course, and long shot play is uh, Marcus Erickson at 14-1 to one on DraftKings. I will say, Cody, we are getting much better at pronouncing these guys' names. Uh, all it takes is for us to be able to get more comfortable. But like we said cash tickets and it's kind of okay that's right and how many other places are you getting full slate of indycar bets probably not very many so uh hey we're just happy to be here Been having a lot of success indycar has been very good to us uh, i started writing articles last year we transitioned it over into to giving it out on the podcast been a lot of success been a lot of fun it's been great to, to get deep into indycar and watching it obviously i got to go to the iowa races i was at both races last time indycar was out uh which by the way 
Record crowds at Newton there and the TV numbers just killing it. IndyCar is back. It's growing. Love to see it. Hopefully that continues on. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for another another week of good racing from from this IndyCar series. I mean, the the fact of the the tickets that have been cashed and the fact that you guys continue to listen even though it's IndyCar uh, or at least downloading it. I mean, well, let's let's be honest with you. As long as you keep downloading it, uh, it keeps the bosses happy. Although if happy. they're not listening, they're not going to hear this part. So, <laughs> well, it, it doesn't matter at this point, does it? Uh, so long as you're downloading, uh, the, then the bosses are happy and they keep letting us do this. So, uh, thanks to you guys for for supporting the show the way you do. So, all right, we will be back next week. We'll have some more IndyCar, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're actually with uh, with NASCAR over at the uh, the Indy. Uh, Indy road course there at Indianapolis. So it'll be a dual weekend with, with the NASCAR and the Xfinity series going to be a lot of fun to break down and uh, yeah, F one's off. So it's, this is uh, temporarily the Indy car gambling podcast until uh, F one comes back. And then until we branch off on our own Indy car, right. uh, until we have all motorsports cornered on this one. So, uh, all right. Well, Cody, as we send everybody off to start filling out their tickets, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on Twitter or follow me on X. Damn, I did it again. Follow me on X. Cut that other part out, Rod. Okay. At Husker underscore Seep. <laughs> um, you can find all my work over there. Ton of NFL stuff out. Got an article out for the Hall of Fame game. Best bets on that. A bunch of other stuff for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check that out. I'll be on Derek Yoder's uh, betting Twitter NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter spaces 8 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday evening if you're listening to this before. If you're listening after, go check out on Twitter. You can still listen. Anyways, uh, I think that's over on YouTube as well, IBT Media. So love Derek, his work over there. Excited to join those guys. Having a lot of fun. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, of course, as well. And, uh, yeah, join us again next week for some more IndyCar. Hells yeah. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, in between media where I'll be on the back road again with Seth and Elliot breaking down some Michigan bets. And then, of course, check out my Fast Money show. It is on for frequency's sake. All kinds of great stuff coming up for you this week. Hopefully you guys are having a good one. We will see you again next week with more IndyCar. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>